Welcome to Grieve Your Heart Out, hosted and produced by me, Ellen Shibaris. We bring you the love stories of grief, the ordinary, everyday heartbreak that can alter your world in a moment. So this week we're going to talk about marriage and grief and we're going to interview Andrew who is my husband and we're going to talk about um, how he saw my grief and how he went through grief as well. Um, so this episode was a little hard to film. We are in a house full of children. Uh, we are stuck right now in New South Wales in the Hawkesbury. We are flooded in. We've got couple of bridges flooded and we've got landslides to the other side so um there may be a little bit of background noise that we tried really hard to cut out but unfortunately that's just what it's like living in a house with three kids and yeah hectic so um let this episode was quite raw and it is quite honest it does talk about my marriage and how you know everything wasn't always um peaches and cream and how grief really did have an impact on my marriage. Um, so um, we would love some feedback. Please be kind and please be gentle. Let's talk about, um, my dad was sick for a very long time. Um, not very long time, but a few years. And I mean, he was here when he initially got sick and we rushed into the hospital. And that's when we found out about his cancer diagnosis. And that was a massive shock all around. And um, that was a week after our wedding. So that was quite intense. My mum flew over to New Zealand. So I was here dealing with that by myself with you. And it was a shock to sort of come from not ever having to deal with anything like that to then having to deal with all of it by yourself in a different country with a dad lying in ICU, not knowing if he's gonna pull through. Um, and I really think that's when it hit me that, you know, shit, you could really live a life without your dad. And that was really hard to take in. But because of all the hospital appointments and, you know, the sickness, the getting better, the sick again, I really didn't process anything. How did you feel that time was with our marriage? Do you feel like that was a hard time at all? No. I don't think it was a hard time. I think it was more I was living in that moment of, okay, what do we do next? What's the next step? I wasn't thinking too far in the future, I guess. It was just like, all right, we're in this situation. What do we do? Uh, what's going to happen? Uh, just, you know, what what procedures we have to put in place to make sure George gets better? Um, yeah. I think as much as I knew you were going for an emotional roller coaster, I kept my head screwed on and I just had to figure out what what was the next step. Um, you know, is, is George pulling through? Is he going to pass away in Australia? Yeah. Uh, are we going to have to organise funerals? Are we going to have to? Because yeah. it was, I guess, it was like that part where we, when we first, that first day we were in the hospital, the doctor looked at us and said, "He's he's um his bow is a mess." Yeah. Um, this is not good. Yeah. And then we well, straight up. I'm thinking, and then we found out the cancer, and then we're like, "Oh, okay. Um, how bad is it?" Yeah. And he's like, "Bad." 
and then you had the major operation. I'm like, okay, we had a major operation coming uh, planned out. And I'm like, okay, he couldn't, he not might not pull through. Yeah. For me, it, I was not emotional about it. So you were quite logical about it all. All logical, and I let you do the emotional because you were going through the emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Um, I think I, we also have to mention that I was pregnant as well. That's right, and I had yeah, like we did, we had a baby come along and. Um, yeah, but I just I just kind of not thought too far ahead. I, like, what's the next step? I remember um, also just being so present in the moment that I didn't think about anything else. I just remember thinking, okay, we're just dad's going to get better. We're going to get him through this. It's yeah, fine. and that's what I did. I was also trying to keep as positive as possible because I know you know keeping positive is is a good thing. Like, it, I agree, and then. I also remember, I mean, hindsight's a great thing, right? I remember when my dad's cancer spread to his lungs and um, he said I need to have an operation and immediately I was like, yep, yeah, you're getting the operation. I, I didn't even ask him if he wanted to have the operation, you know, and then when he had the operation and he ended up spending so much time on oxygen, not being able to do anything after, and he said to me, I, I wish I never had it. And I remember thinking, I really didn't take your thoughts into consideration. I just wanted you to have that operation and I wanted you to get better. I didn't think of anything else. I just wanted to have you around as long as I could. And um, yeah, hindsight's a really <laughs> shitty thing on after. I think, it, but I don't think, I think any child would do that. Um, at the time, you're just thinking, we need you to get better. Don't give up. I need my dad. Yeah, and, and for him to turn, if he turned around and said, no, I'm not doing the operation, you would have took that as, if, as oh, you're giving up. Yeah. And you never would want that to happen. Like, you want, you know, him to fight it as far as he could. Yeah. So that you could, as like you said, you would get as much time with him as possible. Um, yeah. And the time we did spend together was amazing. But I do remember having, we did have um, so much going on in our own marriage at that time. You know, we had babies and I was very, very sick through each pregnancy. And we won't even know what was happening when I was pregnant with Bonnie. It was a really tough pregnancy. I needed to be induced. There was a chance of stillbirth. It was, there was so much happening. And um, then I had my dad sick at the same time. And I really, I look back now. And I think, holy crap, how did we survive that time when there was so much happening and we just did every day? And I really think our marriage got affected by that. And I, I, you know, we went through some marriage counselling to try and support us. That wasn't as successful <laughs> as we thought it would be. Um, you know, there was, it's hard when people are telling you how you've got to be and yeah, I yeah, I don't um oh well everyone for their own. I guess marriage counselling <laughs> I don't really believe in too much. It's yeah, like you said, it's them trying to say, Oh, if you do this, this will get better. And it didn't work for us. No, it didn't. But I had an individual counselling. I went and saw a therapist and um I remember trying to talk to her about our marriage and I, I said this one particular thing which I've told you about before and I said I'm finding it really hard because I don't have my dad and 
um, he was my person, he was my best friend. Um, and now I've lost that, but I have my husband here. And I'm, I don't know how to get my husband to be that person. And then she made me feel quite weird about it and said, no, that's your husband and that's your dad. And it's a totally different relationship, you know. I guess at the time I could kind of see what she was saying. I don't think she probably worded it properly. I think she was trying to say that you can't expect your husband to feel the whole of your dad. Mm. Um, and I think that's what you're looking for. Obviously that hole in your life of your dad gone. Yeah. Um, you needed something there, like that nurturing father figure. Um, you know, you're not going to get that from a husband. No. I yeah. think there was resentment there. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You know there was. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, I didn't take anything personally. Yeah. When it happened and after it happened, I still don't. Sometimes yeah. when you, I know when you're angry and upset, <laughs> I know it's not what I did. Because let's be real, right? Um, grief doesn't go away. Look, I think, yeah, like I said, it's a loop. Um, like I, what my experience with you yeah. and how you deal with grief, it's a loop for you. Yeah. It comes and goes and it just, uh, one day you'll be happy and next day, not, not next day, like a few weeks later you'd pop up and you'll be down. Yeah. And it'd be like, oh, okay, she's just having a bad day because she's obviously going through that stage of, you know, the grief. It could be grief. It could be anything as well. It could be anything just happening in the day. It can trigger. It can it, just trigger your grief. Yeah. And then, then I notice when something does bad happen in like say work or something, you would say your dad will come up because yeah. it's like uh, if my dad was here, I could talk to him about this and I guess he was your outlet for that kind of um, emotion. Yeah. I mean, just we've recently, uh, well, we're still flooded in at the moment. We're in um, – New South Wales in the Hawkesbury and we are completely flooded in. We've got landslides to one side and we've got floods to the other. So the bridges are covered and um, it's triggered my dad again, because I mean, you knew my dad, he would be the first one. Yeah. Cause he used to listen to the news and when there was a <laughs> fire or something going on in Australia. He'd be on the phone to see if we're alive. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and just to get the goss, yeah. I guess, um, and have a good chat about it. Um, I guess, and then, I, and I, I, yeah, when stuff like this happens, you'd be talking to your dad and you'd be talking about it and, you know, you'd be dramatising it, <laughs> <laughs> saying how bad it is and it's not. <laughs> because he loved that. Yeah. He loved of, a bit of the drama. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I think um, – I think we're in a much better place now. I think we're um, a lot more open now. I think we've learned to be more open with what we're feeling and if we want to say something, if we don't want to say something. But I know that grief did have a huge impact on our marriage. And um, I think it can have a massive impact on your marriage if you let it. Too. Yeah. If you just if you don't know how to handle it. Um, and and we did it for a personal. while. Yeah, the beginning of before I, I guess before your dad passed, we, I yeah. didn't know what I was going through and what you were going through. I was taking things personally. Yeah, I was sitting there saying, "Oh, she doesn't care about me" or whatever. Yeah. But it's not true. It's just you. You can just distance yourself, label that emotion, not let yourself let it drag you in. Yeah, label it. Say, okay, she's feeling down today. 
So that way you can and why? separate. Why is yeah, she and you make that? a reason. Like you reason, you can ask her what's going on. Yeah. Uh, or ask him, I should say, one yeah. or the other, and say so just label it. So that way you can distance yourself from that emotion and think kind of logically about it and say, okay, oh, are you feeling down today? Uh, seems like you're you're feeling down. Go up to him, empathize. It's about oh, that's it. It's just being yeah. open. It's all all about not get, taking it personally. Yeah. So that would be your advice to anyone. (laughs) Do not take things personally and just empathise and be there. So just distance yourself from that emotion. And then sometimes they just need a bit of space, just give them that space. Yeah. Um, And they'll come back when they're ready. Yeah. I guess. um, Yeah. That's all you can really do. You can't really, you can't fix it. Just kind of roll with the punches. Yeah. You really can't fix grief and... um... In, with a marriage, I find that you really need to have that support from your partner, um, even if I know in my initial intense grief, I didn't really want to be too near you. I just wanted to feel my grief and um, live with it on my own for a while. And that can be really hard for a partner to see or, you know, to see someone you love hurting that much can be tough, right? Yes, of course it can. It can. It's it's not easy. It's it's yeah. not. It's not easy just to go. Oh yeah, it's just too grief. It's because obviously you're around the person a lot. Yeah. And you don't. You can't just like think they're not there. They're not invisible. No, and so, you're the fixer in the relationship, right? You want to fix what's so, hurting me. That's right. You feel like you needs to. You need life needs to go on, but I guess. Just kind of yeah, let it go on the way it is. It's just it, it is what it is. I know, and I that's think. that's it with grief. You can't fix it. It's always going to be there. You just have to roll with it as it comes, and just make sure you're talking and being open and honest with each other. Yes, that's right. And and like I said, it, it's different. What what I'm going through, what I went through, and what I'm going through with you, it, it could be totally different for you know someone down the road. Yeah. Um, they might be handling it differently and maybe better. Who knows? Yeah. But everyone's grief, I guess, it's that one of those things. Like, like say, when someone loses a game, they deal with it differently than I would. Yeah. So I could maybe say, oh, well, next time. But next, that, that other person will, can dwell on that. Yeah. I guess it's just everyone's different in the way they act. And it's, I think it's all on your upbringing. It's all in the way you're, you're attached to your emotions. So, the relationship, maybe, you know, obviously the, everyone's different. Your relationship with dad is different to my relationship with my dad. Yeah. Um, I, that's that's right. my personal opinion. And as I go through the emotions with you, yeah, I've kind of figured out how what you, how you grieve. And I guess that's just all you got to do is figure out how your spouse grieves and then just deal with it. Yeah. Just deal with it. Like in your own way of like yeah. whatever works. Yeah. Just support them. That's it. Support them into what they need. They don't need that much support. Great. They need more support. Great. Yeah. Do it. Um, otherwise, you're going to go. You're going to go crazy, <laughs> and then you're just going to push each other apart. Say, if I, in my initial grief, wasn't ready to talk about my dad or talk about certain things, and I think if you tried to push me into talking about him or how to handle my grief a certain way, that would have really pushed us apart 
and that would have not been helpful for our marriage. That's right. It would have been like, oh, you should be feeling like this now. Well, you should be over the anger stage. Yeah. Why aren't you over the anger stage yet? And that happens with lots of people. The other day, someone put their hand on me, and you know who I'm not going to name names, put their hand on me and said, you need to get over your dad. And I was like, "Um, did you just say that to me? (laughs) What is happening? Like, that is not okay to say. And do you know what? That person isn't married to me. So I think if you had ever said something like that to me, that's something you can't take back. And don't get me wrong, it's just times where it's like, it is exhausting. It's like... Oh, we're going through it again. But yeah. I guess it's just the way it is. And that's interesting you should say that because um, it is tiring. Grief is so tiring. And not only for the griever, but for you as well, who's there supporting the griever. And that can, you know, I, I haven't had to be in that situation yet, but I can imagine that can be quite mentally draining. That's right. And I guess what helps me for it is I label it. Yeah. I guess, okay, she's, it's part of a grief or she's stressed out a bit for work. And then also, then start, things start to pile on and then it can trigger into that grief. Okay. So we heard a bit from Andrew about how he handled my grief and how I went through grief and, you know, how he dealt with that himself. And it's interesting to hear about how he read a lot and researched a lot and how that compared with my actual grief when I actually went through it. Like you said, with the information on the internet and stuff, look, use it as like a structure. I guess you can read about how to ride a bike, but until you jump on that bike and ride it, you can fall off a you know, yeah. heaps of time. So I guess it's... But it's, it's okay as well. It's okay. Up. I guess it's it's just about learning by practising. Yeah. Um, like I said... I, and that I, sounds weird, hey, learning grief by practising. And But the thing is you don't know. You can read as many books as yeah. you want until you, you're going through that that situation as you, of your spouse going through that grief. It's got that many surprises. You can't prepare for that. It's all done through practical, like, okay, that doesn't work. Yeah, um, don't you know, tell them to get over it. Yeah, you, you know, what work might work on someone, it won't work on them. Yeah, um, and like we touched on, grief is individual. That's exactly right. So, And also just make sure you're spending time for yourself and not obsessing yeah. over what they're doing. That's a really good one as well. So taking time out for you and not the griever as well. As much as, you know, they are going through that kind of stage, you need to – take a step back um, and do your own thing. Yeah. Whether it is going, doing a hobby, gym. Yeah. You know, there's anything just just to have some self-care. Yeah, self-care, 100% is the way we've got to be. So I did want to just say thank you to everyone that has tuned in for previous episodes and this episode. It isn't always easy putting yourself out there, especially when you are talking about things as raw and as honest as grief and marriage. But I have found the more open I am, the more I can connect with others, the more people realize it's okay to speak. There's no judgment here. So I just wanted to pop that across to everyone. We do have another meeting coming up next week at our Kermond office. Um, You can find us on Facebook at Grieve Your Heart Out. Um, Please just reach out and feel free to come along to that meeting.
As always, guys, if you have been affected by anything that you heard during today's episode, as we know it can be triggering, please take a look at our show notes for numbers of support that you can contact.